The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents, with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order, or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I want to give a huge shout out and a huge thank you to all of my regular listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And I want to give a huge shout out and thank you to all of my new listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And hopefully you will become a regular listener going forward. And most importantly, we want to thank God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of others. Well, we have a great show tonight. My guest and I will be talking about chasing a dream. You are in for a treat tonight. Uh, this young man, um, he is a, a, a breath of fresh air when it comes to uh, motivation and when you hear uh, some of the inspirational things that he has done and where he came from and where he leads, I tell you, uh, the sky is the limit. We're looking forward to seeing great and even greater things coming from him and his organization as we move forward uh, in life. So please stay tuned for that segment. I want to address something real quick. You know, I always have to touch on a, a different topic or a certain topic before we actually go into the show. Now, from time to time, I've talked about uh, COVID-19. I've talked about other issues that are going on here, uh, especially here in the States. I know that I have some listeners outside of the States. But when we're talking about COVID-19, it has affected us globally. And especially here in the United States, we have over 6.4 million cases and over 192,000 deaths. But one thing I want to hit on in particular, because it's, it's near and dear to my heart, because I have two uh, children that are in uh, college right now. So it's kind of alarming to hear the news about some of the colleges and the universities with the number of COVID cases that have increased significantly, all because students, some students are not following the school guidelines. And because of those that are not following those guidelines, uh, unfortunately, some of those students are getting suspended or have, have been suspended, or either they are faced with some other form of discipline. And because of the result of that, some of the schools, some of the colleges, some of the universities are having to go back to just straight online. And it's very discouraging, not just for my own child, but I'm speaking from a parent, but I also want to speak from a concerned citizen as well. We have to make sure that we're considering 
our actions in all that we do, and especially around COVID-19. So I know that I have a number of students that listen to my show, and I encourage you and urge you to take precaution uh, while you're there on college campuses. Make sure that you're doing the right thing. And if you see some of your friends that are not following through what they're supposed to be doing, make sure to address that to them. Because there are some other considerations there. You, we need to consider all of the students that are doing the right thing. Now they're going to be unfortunately punished by not having in-person classes uh, to, you know, to further their education. There's nothing like being taught live there with your professors. But to, because of the, some of the having to go back to online or having to do a hybrid type of uh, a landscape environment when it comes to education, uh, some of these students are being punished be simply because they are doing the right thing, but we have some that are not doing the right thing. So I would encourage you to follow the guidelines there on your campus, follow the guidelines regarding uh, the CDC uh, and medical community has advised us with. So I just wanted to make sure I point that out tonight. Uh, let's be responsible students. You've gotten to college. Some of you are returning back to college. Let's continue to be responsible regarding COVID-19 because it's not just about you, it's about others as well. And for all of us that are listening in, just in general, we all must consider others regarding our actions around COVID-19. I know that we don't like wearing the mask, I don't like wearing the mask, but it's something that is an easy thing to do, something that uh, we do it not only to protect ourselves, but we're looking out for the other person as well. So make sure that we continue to follow the CDC guidelines, protect yourself, look out for others, wash your hands, sanitize your hands, wear your mask. Let's do what's necessary uh, going forward. Now, let's move on a little bit. For all of you that are listening in and you would like to call in with any questions and or comments to tonight's show, you can call in at 917 889-8078. You can call in with your question and or your comments uh, for me and my guest tonight. And if you didn't know, you can always listen to all of my past shows uh, on demand on all the other platforms. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. But you can also go to my website at shipmentconsulting.com, click on the radio show banner, take you over to the page that I've dedicated to the show. You can see the gallery of all the different guests that I've had here on the show, as well as a listing of different topics that I've personally addressed. So make sure you take advantage of that and catch up on all the shows that we've had here. Well, I won't waste any more time. I want to go right to our segment tonight called Chasing a Dream. Now, we have a great guest tonight. He is a 22-year-old student attending the University of South Alabama in Mobile, Alabama. Amongst a handful of achievements thus far, he is the president and founder of a nonprofit as well as a student organization, Dream Chasers and Student Leaders United, that empowers student leaders to take on more active roles in their communities and unlock their fullest potential. It is his belief that our mistakes are not what define us as individuals, but what allows us to mold our hearts and minds into the most powerful tool this world has ever seen. Upon graduation, he is looking forward to continuing to travel across the world and pursuing his dream of changing the lives 
of a generation to secure a brighter future for all of our nation's youth through education, mentorship, and service. Let's welcome to the show tonight, Mr. Nicholas Hughley. Hello, Nicholas. How are you doing this evening? Doing great, Mr. Shipman. I appreciate the opportunity to be on and to share my message and hopefully help some, someone out in their journey. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here tonight. And I have to say, you're the perfect person to talk about chasing a dream. So uh, let's just go ahead and get started. Nicholas, if you would, give us, I know that time wouldn't necessarily permit for the, for the show, but if you can give us a version of your story and some of the challenges that you faced and what changed your life to the point to where you are right now. Great question. Great way to kick it off. I'll give you the, the Spark Notes version. I wouldn't okay. be here today if it wasn't for people like yourself, uh, as well as many others, giving me um, the opportunity to learn, to grow, to share, and um, really empower me to be the person I am today. You know, going back, you know, I just had a birthday this past weekend. I'm now 23, actually. 23. And uh, it's a blessing. Yeah, I know, right? Turning old. Starting to get gray hairs, but besides the point. Oh, please. Um, I'll show you gray hair, Nicholas. <laughs> I'll show you gray hair. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy to think about when I was um, when I was 14, if you'd asked me where I was at 23, where I'd be at 23, I'd say dead or in jail. And that sounds kind of dramatic to some, but to me it was reality. And so I think right now I'm, you know, sitting in a place that's, you know, paid for. I've got a roof over my head. I'm in school, about to be the first in my family to graduate from college. Um, you know, it's, it's a miracle, but it's, you know, it's, it's, I would say it's fate. I think everything happens for a reason, but at the end of the day, uh, it didn't happen without hard work. And so I think that's, uh, the story, um, it's my story is this work, perseverance, traveling, meeting new people, trying new things, never giving up. There's been good days. There's been bad days, but I try to make sure there's more good than bad. But at the end of the day, it's hard and life's hard. And I learned that at a young age, uh, big fan of movies, big fan of Rocky and, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, I am where I am because of the choices I've made, good or bad. So happy to be here. Absolutely. Great. Great. Thank you so much. So so who or what inspired you or motivate you to do what you're doing currently in life? For sure. I think I'm um, a big fan of uh, social psychology, but also just psychology in general. I think at the end of the day, I've always had the, the characteristics of an individual who I wanted more into life. Never been a big fan of the word no, and I often say it's not because I, you know, didn't want to do something. It's just because regardless of people's perceptions or decisions uh, that they felt, you know, the way I should be, the way I should think, the things I should do, um, I was always trying to do something different. Um, and so I think, you know, growing up in a, a single-family household, never knew my mom, dad, um, never knew his father. So it was it was a cycle. It was, you know, it was, but at the end of the day, it was a lot of burden. At 14 years old, I went into foster care and decided to um, be the change I wanted to see in the world, but also to be the first one to create that generational change. So I think, you know, it doesn't really draw back to any individuals, um, but I, I think at the end of the day, a lot of it was self-motivated, but I think people like Tony Robbins, Jay Shetty, um, Impact Theory, like a bunch of different individuals just consuming, because where I grew up, I didn't really have influences in my life, positive influences. Um, so I looked elsewhere, like I said, whether through uh, theater and movies uh, or TED Talks and books. And so I think uh, if I had to say a couple names, I think Will Smith, 
uh, as well as Tony Robbins has probably been the biggest inspirations of my life. Fantastic. It's amazing how people can touch your life. Uh, Now, have you had the opportunity to meet any of them? Let me ask that question first. I have not, not yet. So give me some time. We're working on it, actually. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. I always put that yet on there. So I always leave that door open. Absolutely. It, it's amazing to me that people, I call it sometimes mentors from afar, uh, people that, that touch your life that you've never had the opportunity to meet, but they have such a positive message, such uh, inspiring stories about their own life. And being able to share some things with people that follow them, either through entertainment, through TED Talks, through books, through seminars. And what an inspiration uh, uh, for both of those, Tony Robbins as well as Will Smith. I'm a huge fan of Will as well. Uh, Followed him for years, of course, coming through uh, the early days of of rap. Uh, I I call his style of rap safe dance rap. Uh, messages, yeah, his messages were always positive, had a lot of funny things, but looking at even the business side of what he has done and what he's doing, and then the seriousness of life uh, that uh, he embraces. So you're right. So it's a, to, to me, it's a culmination of different people that can bring inspiration and motivation to uh, your life. So thank you for sharing that. Now, I, d- I do want to ask you, like, if you can kind of give us uh, maybe some solutions to how you overcame challenges. It could be any number of challenges that you face, but what do you do or what have you done or what do you normally do to overcome challenges from time to time? For sure. Great question. Yeah. Um, I dig deep. I think, you know, at 16, I started my journey of, you know, self-discovery, of personal development, and um, it's been a journey. You know, like I said, many days are, you know, some days are darker than others, but I think it's often, you know, like I said, a big fan of philosophy, and I draw back to something I think of often is that, you know, our parents gifted us our name, but at the end of the day, who are we? Who are we? And I think that comes with a lot of reflection, and I think, you know, whether it's kids going through trauma or just people in general, uh, we often get these qualities um, embedded in us, our, our sense of identity, uh, things we do right and things we do wrong. And I often tell my friends or people that I mentor or, or just people you know, that I'm in position of leadership with um, is that it starts with you. And, you know, you can plead ignorance, you can plead um, all you want that you're a victim, but at the end of the day, it's up to you. And as soon as you know, there's no longer an excuse that you don't. And so at that point, you're being complacent and you're being uh, an accomplice in your own misery. And that makes no sense. And so I think where it starts is figuring out who you are. Um, And I think that starts with, you know, first asking yourself, who do you want to be? And that's what I asked myself at 16. And I told myself that regardless of the, you know, future success, wealth, and um, I want to be happy first off and foremost, but I want to be a good man. I want to be able to look back after all my years have been spent and say I was a good father and a good husband. And um, for the last six years, I've put myself in positions to learn and grow um, from others as well as from myself to make sure that daily um, I'm better off today than I was yesterday to and align me with those goals. So I think the best way to start is uh, start asking yourself those hard questions, where I want to be, and uh, what is it going to take to get there? Perfect. Perfectly stated. 
Now, tell us a little bit about your organization, Dream Chasers, as well as uh, Student Leaders United. If you can share with us uh, about those organizations and what those organizations focus in on. Yeah, for sure. So it was five years ago I moved down to good old Alabama, originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I started my journey. And about three months in, I ran into some issues financially, and I was, you know, homeless for a period of time. And I decided to double down, got a job, got back into school, and um, the rest is history. But, you know, Dream Chasers at that point when I was homeless sitting on the steps of the local library at the local university, uh, I thought to myself, how did I get here? And I asked myself, you know, I dug deep. You know, I'm a very good memory. I remember things since I was five years old. And I think the, the sole answer at that time, and it still is today, is the people. Um, and you've asked questions today is, you know, what made you think differently? You know, what kind of people inspired you? What kind of people influenced you? And I think, yeah, I, so many people, uh, whether they knew it or not, whether it was for 30 seconds or, you know, five years, have influenced me in many ways. And so uh, at that point I realized that it was the people, and I thought to myself, how can I bring these people together? not just to grow personally and continue to grow personally, um, but to help them grow as well as so many others in my position growing up uh, that didn't have influencers in their life that were positive or uh, just needed that next step, uh, that kick in the butt to reach that next step. So Dream Chasers right now, we've been a company for two years now. We're working on becoming a 501c3. Uh, we got eight members across the country in six different states. We actually had some interns this summer, one from Canada, which was an amazing opportunity. But our mission and our vision for Dream Chasers is to inspire and empower the next generation of young leaders. You know, through service, through leadership development, and through self-discovery. These are three pillars that allowed me to be where I am today, and I continue to grow. And uh, but it's it's an amazing cause, and I'm super excited to see it come into fruition. Because at the end of the day, it's you know there's a lot of companies out there, but I think we I look at ourselves more of a lifestyle. Uh, we want to support one another. We're a community. We bring peer mentors in. We we blossom connections and relationships. But at the end of the day, it's um, what we're trying to teach and instill in these young people across the country and just people in general, individuals, um, is what it means to serve, not only themselves but others. So that's an amazing journey. And then at the university, I attend the University of South Alabama. Uh, it's kind of been like a little shell company of Dream Chasers we've been doing for three years now, is uh, helping ensure the next generation of young leaders at our university. And so the way we do that, we're starting a scholarship. Uh, for first-generation students, we've hosted events and partnered with Career Services for professional development and career readiness. But at the end of the day, everything I do in my life right now is um, aligning those goals of being a good person and how can I help others do the same thing. Absolutely. And it's much needed now in today's time. I know that we – I've often said that we have a lot of students out there that are pushing forward, doing great things, and then we have some students that need some help need to push, need someone to, uh, to, go in, to come into their lives and help them see things that they may not have never seen, even about themselves, and then to see that the opportunities are out there and available. Uh, it kind of reminds me years ago, uh, I'm here in Tampa, Florida, and we were down in some of the, you know, quote-unquote bad neighborhoods. And I spoke with some of the uh, kids there in the neighborhood, and it's amazing that some of them hadn't even, I mean, right here in the Tampa Bay area, there are, there are at least three bridges that would take you over to the next county, uh, which had, you know, St. Petersburg, Florida area. Some of those students at the time had not even had the opportunity 
to cross over the bridge to get to the next city. They only knew what was in their neighborhood and mm-hmm. either their school, but to come in and just share with them some of the experiences that I've had uh, in life and let them know that these same experiences can be theirs and a whole lot more. So I use that, uh, I, I use that story a lot of time when I'm speaking to uh, a lot of our youth, especially the younger youth, that no, you may not have been outside of your particular area, but there are greater opportunities beyond where you are right now. And when we begin to show them what is out there, what opportunities that are out there, what they are capable and able to do, it unlocks so much in their minds and in their hearts and in their lives. So I commend you for the work that you and your organization uh, is doing. So really appreciative of that. I appreciate that. If, if I could just add on something real quick, I think that um, just kind of echo what you said and just add a little spice to it. Now, I think that's the thing is, you know, Mark Twain said the cure for racism was travel. I learned at um, 17 years old that the cure for many things is travel, and, and it starts with perspective. And I think that um, whether you're a 15-year-old kid trying to figure out your life or, you know, you're a 45-year-old adult that um, has spent their life and now they're trying to figure out what the next chapter of life looks like, I think it comes with perspective. And the more perspective we have, whether it's through books, through travel, through experience, videos, whatever, um, the more likely we are to change because at that point, one, we know it's out there, and if it's out there, we know it can be done. Yeah, yes, you got to be able to see it. As a song, uh, I think it's Whitney Houston. Wait a minute, not Whitney Houston. Oh, gosh, I forget the name of the song. It says, uh, I believe I can fly. Uh, if you mm-hmm. can see it, you can believe it. You know, And I Amen. think a lot of people, we need to expose uh, our children or our students, our kids, to see what opportunities that are available out there. Now, I have to ask this question because my show is primarily finance, so uh, okay. kind of share with yes, kind of share with us what some things that you've learned about finances and about money. I love to hear personal stories of uh, the ups and downs or the ins and outs of personal financial management. Kind of share with us your experience with money. Yeah, of course. Um, I tell myself often that I, I need to become really financial successful because um, I enjoy the good things in life. So. My life's too short not to drink good wine and uh, eat good food. But uh, to answer your question, how uh, at 23 years old, uh, I've lived in California, I've lived in Las Vegas, I've lived in Washington, D.C., I've traveled twice cross-country. Um, I mean, I've sailed in the San Diego Bay and I've snorkeled in the Pacific. But it's, it's interesting to say that um, I'm totally independent. Now, I've been on my own since I was 14. Yeah, I went through foster care, but I still supported myself all through high school. I worked two jobs. State of Pennsylvania, as, a, as being in school, you can only work 20 hours a week as a, a young adult, uh, unless you're 18. And uh, so I worked two jobs. I just didn't tell them about each other. So I was working 40 hours a week while varsity football, the whole works. And wow. so, I mean, I found out there was a world, there was a world, there was a way. There was a smart way to go about it, especially for a college kid or someone who was younger uh, serving. Uh, I got a serving job when I first moved down to Alabama. It saved my life. Um, as a server, you can make anywhere from 25, 30 bucks an hour, depending on where you're working on average, flexible schedule, pick your hours. If you want more money, you pick up more shifts. And so it was a great way for me to focus on all my ventures, go to school. I was an RTC. So waking up at 5am and typically 
um, you know, going to bed at 2 a.m. sometimes. So um, it was always a struggle, but I learned that if I want something, I got to go work for it. And so I learned how to work smart uh, because I did work when I was, before I moved down to Alabama, I was working construction. Uh, as I took a semester off from school, I was working 60 to 80 hour weeks. Wow. And I was making good money, but I learned about taxes. <laughs> and I learned that more than 10, 10, 10 hours overtime, you're going to, you know, pay a pretty penny. But I think um, no matter what age you are, it takes hard work. But I think there's a smart way to go about it. I got a lot of friends that tell them, you know, they're working their butts off, like hard, super hard workers, and they're making eight bucks an hour. And I'm like, what are you doing? And, and they're like, well, this is all I got. And I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, I can list off, you know, five. Give me, give me, give me five minutes, and I can find you ten other jobs to pay twelve bucks an hour starting out. So, I think when it comes to finances, I'm good at spending money, but also I'm good at making money. I think when it comes to school, uh, or even traveling, people make excuses why they can't do things in life. But I think it one self-sacrifice and two, you know, asking questions. I think with the university, with whether grants or scholarships, I've I've learned uh, every year I never settle. And so, you know, yeah, I have student loans, but at the end of the day, I'm asking the university for extra money, grant scholarships. I'm, you know, writing letters um, to different agencies to try to get financial support. And uh, when it comes to traveling, you know, I'm working with my university to align me wanting to go somewhere, to set up with a convention. And, um, and so I, I think there's a lot of ways to get money. It's just a matter of being resourceful, looking around what, what you have in your grasp, whether it's a university whether it's local foundations, whether it's grants, um, or it's getting a new job. Uh, there's a lot of ways out there to support yourself and um, really open up your horizons to more opportunities. You, you said a whole lot there. Uh, two things that I Sorry. picked up out of that. Oh, no, no, no. It was great. Great information. No, uh, it's part of your story. And uh, hard work is definitely one of the most important things. And you mentioned the word resources. Uh, a lot of mm -hmm. time we overlook uh, that word and the power behind using your resources or tapping into resources. Uh, I've learned over the years, Nicholas, that a lot of times I don't have things because I did not ask for those things. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I didn't ask the right people <laughs> and I didn't go to the right place uh, to obtain those things. So very important when it comes to uh, uh, life, especially around money, around finances. Uh, we, yes, we have the practical things. Of some of the things that I teach and talk about, uh, instruct is you know budgeting, debt management, those things. But in addition to that, you got to apply the work. Once you get the knowledge, you got to be willing to put forth the action to make sure that you can maintain uh, that money, uh, or either seek out other opportunities to make more money but also knowing where to go when you need it. And so that resource piece is huge among people. And that, I think that's, you, you kind of piquing my interest. Uh, maybe I may, I may need to address that topic in a later show uh, regarding just the overall view of money when it comes to resources. Using your resources is very, very important. Uh, so thank you so much for sharing uh, that. that that's some very good information there. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, now, seeing that we are in the days of COVID-19, um, I know that people are faced with an assortment of different issues, and we as a country and as a world, we're faced with so many different issues that are going on. And you being the inspiration here tonight 
uh, you being the motivator here tonight. Can you kind of uh, give us some advice, some nuggets of information, some maybe it's top three, top five, or how many things that you would like to list that you can share with us tonight as we're going through and dealing with these days of COVID-19? Yeah, I can't speak for anyone else. I can just give personal experiences um, that I've experienced these last six months. So I was actually, I was one of those dumb college kids on the cruise right before everything went haywire. So, um, <laughs> and I was on a cruise on Thursday. I didn't have Wi-Fi the whole week. And uh, one of the girls I was with, obviously, she bought the Wi-Fi package. But, and she was like, oh, well, they just shut down school. I'm like, what? I live on, like, on campus. And um, <laughs> ended up purchasing the 24-hour Wi-Fi package. And I found out that within 48 hours, 72 hours of returning to campus on Saturday, yeah. um, I had to move out by Monday. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, it was um, – and as you can imagine, you know, with my backstory, that was a little hard to digest. And so um, – and I was on scholarship at the time, so I was getting absolutely no money refunded to me for housing. So um, there was a rude awakening, but I ended up um, staying with some family friends. I was initially for a couple of weeks until I figured my life out, and then uh, I was a server at the time, and then the server industry went out. And so I was just like, oh, okay. Um, so I ended up staying from two weeks to you know six months, but we became really close. And I think that um, you know one thing I learned throughout that period in time is I'm a busybody. You know, when I get bored, I start a project. Uh, as you know, I'm in school. I typically work full time. Uh, I, I exercise actively, like ROTC, all these things, organization, company, yada yada. Out the, and I try to have a social life, so that's hard too. But um, what I realized is that none of that mattered at that point. You know, it was just like, what is in front of me? What can I do now? And I became really centered. I think that's a lot of things. Um, there's two different types of people, a few different types of people, but uh, ones that I saw in front of me face to face was individuals who did nothing and they took this time just to, you know, continue to play on their phone, play video games, eat, you know, indulge on temporary gratification, knowing that, you know, eventually it'll subside. And then it was the people that I, in my circle, a lot of them just started picking up books, you know, started watching videos, looking at workshops, taking online classes over the summer, little, you know, certificate programs. And, uh, and then I saw people as well on the other spectrum, like one, one thing I did, um, was home exercise, getting out and about, you know, in your community, going for runs, something I've always been a fan of. Uh, but another thing as well is just mental health. Um, and I think that's huge for young people. I think that's huge for anyone of any age. Um, and I don't want to, you know, get on a tangent about toxic masculinity, but I think that's one thing that I really needed to double down on is, why, once again, why I was here, why I was doing what I was doing, and, you know, what was the point of everything? Because I think during the COVID, there was a lot of that question. It's like, what's the point of all this? And so, you know, I guess my little tips of advice is, you know, even during COVID right now is that one, if you look at history, history will always repeat itself. And it's a great explainer of a world's problems. Um, COVID will go away, um, you know, probably sooner than later. At the end of the day, it's, you know, managing it. I think being in a university, I'm in, I'm in Greek life and I'm in a fraternity and things are different. I'm a senior. So I probably wouldn't have come back to school this year. I would have took a year off. Uh, but it's different. I think we have to we have to manage and do what we can with what we have. Um, but I think you know we've gotten through. If you would ask me four months ago, I would have focused a lot more on the mental piece. But I think now it's just management, understanding that like you got to adapt. There's no more excuses. We're about six, seven months into this thing. No excuses. I mean, you talk about wearing your mask. Wear your mask. I mean, it's not a big deal. 
but I think in you know, a lot of people, and I can't speak for anyone, I'm just speaking for myself, that um, I don't know, sometimes people make excuses why they're not where they want to be because of other people or other things. And I think that there's two different types of people in this world. Some people are going to double down and do what it takes and use this time when everyone else is sitting on their butt to come out on top. And then some people are just going to need some some time to themselves and take a break. And, you know, that's okay. If it's a temporary break, that's okay. But I would caution people in this time um, to not take too long of a break. You know, use some time to reflect and use some time to really figure your stuff out, who you're here, why you're here, who you are. Uh, but they can back up on the horse, man. I, I've seen too many people, some of my friends, just become victims of the whole situation. And the problem with becoming a victim mentality, it just festers and eventually – it takes over. And so even when COVID's gone, you still have that mentality. You still have that quality of life because that's what your new normal is. And so I think for any young person, for anyone, I mean, follow the rules, follow the guidelines, be safe, be healthy, um, and it will pass. And that's the best advice I can give. Oh, perfect. I I, I, I always take notes when I have a guest on. So um, one thing I know for myself during this time, Nicholas, I have had to learn, and a lot of people have had to learn, to pivot. I didn't really mm-hmm. understand that word until now, more so than ever, because you know we were used to being out in, uh, out and about, into our offices, uh, you know, driving into work. Now we're confined to our homes, uh, working from home, where we would normally go to a boardroom to have a meeting. We're having Zoom calls now. But I, I, I like what you said about the education piece. Uh, take this time to get the additional certificates, executive certificates, furthering your education as best, best possible during this time that we are confined to our homes and different things. So, yes, have that mental health check-in, but don't stay in a rut. We Take a break. Take a breather. But we have to, like you just said, we have to get back on the horse. Because life doesn't stop. Life doesn't stop. We have to continue on in life if we want to be productive. And especially when we do come out of this uh, COVID-19, I'm with you. COVID-19, things will improve. Things will get better. And we will get back to some type of normalcy. So, But uh, let's make sure that we take this opportunity right now to prepare ourselves uh, for that next step, for that next opportunity, especially when we are given the opportunity uh, each day. So thank you so much for mm-hmm. um, giving us uh, that, 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 that piece of advice. Now, as we're coming down to a close uh, with the show, uh, can you t- give us some information? I may have some people out there. I may have some businesses out there that would like to uh, touch base, either contact you regarding the work that you're doing through your organization. If you can kind of give us your contact information, how people can contact you uh, going forward. Yeah, well, thank you. Once again, I want to thank you, uh, Mr. Shipman, for having me on. This is a great opportunity, and I, I applaud any young person or anyone listening to this um, this today because at the end of the day, you're, you're showing effort. You want to become better, and I think that's one thing that we try to do with Dream Chasers. Our demographic is 18 to 26. Uh, eventually, we're going to open up our platform through other strategic partnerships and other companies we're looking at currently uh, to help expand our horizon, our impact. But the great way to reach me is uh, N-I-K, Nicholas at DreamChasers.org. So that's N-I-K-O-L-A-S at Dream Chasers. It's spelled with two E's, so that's D-R-E-E-M, chasers, all one word, dot org. And then uh, dreamchasers.org is our website as well. It has a bunch of our contact information and what we're doing and um, how we're trying to help. And I think that 
regardless of your age, regardless of your affiliation, your industry. I have a podcast as well where Mr. Shipman's coming on in a, in a couple weeks. And so super excited. We're always trying to share and learn from each other. That's what it's all about. Um, we're on this big rock, <laughs> and uh, we're all trying to figure it out. So if we can come together and figure it out together, um, I think that's what life's all about. So I, I appreciate the opportunity. Yes, more than more. Thank you, Nicholas, for being here tonight, sharing great perspective of your life, what you're doing through your organization, and how you have overcome and you still have a lot more of life in you. I mean, 23 years old, uh, wow. <laughs> I, I'm thinking back, what was I doing at 23 years old? Uh, I remember, but I'm not going to share that right now. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it's a, you know, I have to say this. For all of you who are listening in that are in that age group, uh, and I often tell even my children uh, that are uh, soon to be 18 and 19-year-old, and for all of other students that are listening that may be even a little bit younger, take advantage of what you have today. I look back, I did not have these opportunities. I didn't have the technology. I didn't have the education uh, avail- so easily available to me back when I came through school. So take advantage of what you have today. Make something of yourself because you have something in you that the world needs. You have a voice. You have knowledge. You have something on the inside of you that all of us can appreciate and learn from. So, so Nicholas, thank you so much for uh, being here tonight. Thank you for being such a great guest and giving us uh, nuggets of information tonight. No problem. Well, thank you for having me. Y'all enjoy yourselves and chase your dreams. That's what it's all about. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you haven't touched base with me, you can catch me on social media. Uh, You can catch me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. But you can also catch me on my website at shipmanconsulting.com. That's www.shipmanconsulting.com. And if you have not gotten a copy of my most recent book, my book is called Money Responsibly. You can get it on Amazon or you can request an autographed copy on my website. Just go to the Contact Us page and submit your request, and we'll make sure that we get you an autographed copy in your hands. Now, I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. Now, before we go off, you know I always have to play a little bit of smooth jazz music. So check out this tune by Mr. Boney James. Take care, everyone. We'll talk with you again.